Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine, and I am your host today, um, reading from 1 Corinthians. Uh, we missed, Jeremiah and I missed last Friday because uh, I was still in Hawaii, and he was dealing with um, some plumbing issues in his house, so uh, we, we couldn't quite get the uh, timing correct. So... Uh, as you can see, I'm in my house here in uh, California, I'm back. So um, I am going to make an executive decision, and I'm going to do two chapters today to get caught up. So I'm going to do uh, 30.1 because today is Monday, and this is my normal day to do it, and poor Jeremiah is uh, overwhelmed with a lot of uh, work. So. So <clears throat> I'm going to do 30.1 and 30.2, which is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and 14. So 13 is reasonably short. Uh, I was really hoping to do this with Jeremiah on Friday, but uh, unfortunately that didn't work out. So it is a short uh, chapter on uh, love. It's, this is the one that uh, everybody knows. You can usually uh, read it in um, wedding services. You hear people read this in the wedding services. <clears throat> so, now, I did not read 14. So, I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants with that one. And it's a little bit longer, a little meatier. So, please, uh, I'm sorry that you have to listen to me for two chapters. And I know I'm breaking the rules because this is all usually about uh, one chapter a day. But uh, in order for us to get caught up, uh, this is a necessity. So, I, I, again, I feel like we're constantly uh, trying to get into a groove, and for some reason we just can't seem to do that. You know, time zones, and uh, I, if we were in the same city, Jeremiah and I, we'd do it together. Uh, but unfortunately, because of, uh, of where I'm located, I, I can't do it with them. So. But we can do it, and we do it on the, what do you call it, whatever it's called, Zoom or whatever. Um, so... Uh, I'm not going to uh, waste any time because we really need to dive in and, and get to it. So um, I'm going to go ahead and pray, and, uh, and then we'll uh, dive right into it. So, <clears throat> Holy God, Heavenly Father, we come to you so humbly and so thankful, full of just thanks and praise to you. We are um, grateful for all that you provide for us. Uh, you are in control, and we're so thankful that we don't have to be worried about that, and we just put everything into your hands, Lord. Uh, I am especially thankful for the uh, safe travels we had on Saturday. It was uneventful, um, and we're just uh, grateful that we made it back here um, in one piece. Uh, we're thankful for a relaxing vacation, and uh, we're thankful that we get to go back uh, periodically to see uh, Rich's dad and for Gabriel to get to go surf. So uh, we're just thankful, and uh, we're especially thankful for the gift of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of our sins and uh, gives us eternal life, Lord. We're so thankful for that. We didn't do anything for it. He gave it to us as a gift. Uh, he gave his life for us so that we can live, and uh, we're just so thankful. So, Lord, uh, just bless this time in your word. Anoint it and uh, help us to receive whatever message it is that you want us to receive and uh, clear our minds, clear our hearts, and empty us of ourselves and of the world 
so we can focus on this message from you. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to take a drink real quick. <clears throat> and we are going to dive in to chapter 13, 1 Corinthians. <clears throat> Love is the greatest. If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. <clears throat> when I was a child, I spoke and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but when we will see everything with perfect clarity, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Um, it, uh, it, it really just speaks for itself. There's really nothing to discuss. There's really nothing to explain. Um, it's really, it's just about love. And that is what Jesus came for. It was to teach us how to love each other. Um, it's, it's so amazing to me how when you speak of the name of Jesus, people get uh, a little hinky about it for some reason, you know, like it makes them uncomfortable because I think it's a reminder. This is for me, at least it's a reminder of our sinful nature. You know, he was perfect and spotless. And he, I think even if you're not a Christian, I think that this is the reason why I think you, you know that Jesus was really perfect because there's that spot in your heart. There's only one place for for G, There's only one empty space and it has to be filled with Jesus. And when it's not filled with Jesus and you're filling it with other junk to fulfill yourself, you're trying to figure out, you know, how to make things better. And the only way to make it better is with Jesus. And so I think that when you speak the name of Jesus and it makes people feel a little uncomfortable, uh, I think it's because it's because we know how sinful our nature is, um, even the best of Christians. Um, and trust me, I'm not even 
close to being a good Christian. I'm, I'm so mediocre. <laughs> Uh, I consider myself a baby Christian, even though I've been doing this for 25 years, I still feel like a baby Christian. Um, but anyway, um, I think that's the reason why. And Jesus really did come to teach us love, you know, and that's, and that's what this is all about. Um, I like the first line because it's in one of the, it's, on, it's in a Christian song that I've heard and I'm trying to think who it was that put that in there. Um, it's a Australian band, I think. It might have been for King and Country. Uh, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. I love that. And then, of course, you go into verse 4, where most... Uh, people who are getting married in a church use uh, love is patient and love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It doesn't demand uh, on it. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. When this is speaking to me because I was wronged in the last week by somebody uh, and uh, I, I, I'm I'm still frustrated over it, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to get over it, um, and it's a long story. But anyway, um, I love this person. I love this person, and I will always love this person. Uh, but uh, it, it's a little frustrating uh, to to have that happen, and you have no idea what I'm talking about. But uh, I'm just kind of trying to make it something that you can understand and relate to and um, yeah I think you have to uh, not keep a record of being wronged especially if the person recognizes that they did something wrong and they apologize and they're truly repentant repentant of it it makes it so much easier to be able to forgive them but when they are not repentant and they don't feel like they've done anything wrong what do you do with that you know, I mean, how do you deal with that? So that's something I'm praying about right now, trying to figure it out. So anyway, um, and then it goes into eight, um, but love will last forever. I highlighted that. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. I'm going to say something and it's going to reveal my secular ways. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and re reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Okay, so this was a line from one of the Twilight movies where Bella is in the very beginning and she's speaking and like she always did at the very beginning of every movie. And she, she's quoting the Bible. I'm like shocked. I didn't even know that until, I, I mean, I'd heard it before, but I didn't know where it came from. And here it is. So that's my secular ways being revealed. And then, of course, everybody has this three things that will last forever, forever, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. And I actually have faith, hope, and love uh, hanging on my wall over there. So uh, anyway, all right, well, that's chapter 13. Let's go ahead and dive into 14 uh, so that I don't uh, go for too long. And again, I did not highlight this, and I haven't read it, so forgive me if, uh, if I... I uh, I make mistakes and yeah okay chapter 14 so this is 30.2 uh, 
Yep, 30.2. <clears throat> Tongues and prophecy, which I know nothing about. Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues, unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. Dear brothers and sisters, if I could come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would that help you? But if I bring you a revelation or some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will be helpful. Even lifeless instruments like the flute or the harp must play the notes clearly or no one will recognize the melody. And if the bugler doesn't sound clear, sound a clear call, how will the soldiers know they are being called to battle? If It's the same for you. If you speak to people in words they don't understand, how will they know what you are saying? You might as well be talking into empty space. There are many different languages in the world. And every language has meaning. But if I don't understand a language, I will be a foreigner to someone who speaks it. And the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. And the same is true for you. Since you are so eager to have the special abilities the Spirit gives, seek those that will strengthen the whole church. So anyone who speaks in tongues should pray also for the ability to interpret what has been said. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I am saying. Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the spirit, and I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the spirit, and I will also sing in words I understand. For if you praise God only in the spirit, how can those who don't understand you praise God along with you? How can they join you in giving thanks when they don't understand what you are saying? You will be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you, but in a church meeting, I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. Dear brothers and sisters, don't be childish in your understanding of these things. Be innocent as babies when it comes to evil, but be mature in understanding matters of this kind. It is written in the scriptures, I will speak to my own people through strange languages and through the lips of foreigners, but even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. So you see that speaking in tongues is a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is for the benefit of of believers, not unbelievers. Even so, if unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your church meeting and hear everyone speaking in an unknown language, 
they will think you are crazy. But if all of you are prophesying and unbeliever and unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting, they will be convicted of sin and judged by what you say. As they listen, their secret thoughts will be exposed and they will fall to their knees and worship God, declaring God is truly here among you. <clears throat> A call to orderly worship. Well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation God has given, one will speak in tongues, and another will interpret what is said. But everything that is done must strengthen all of you. No more than two or three should speak in tongues. They must speak one at a time, and someone must interpret what they say. But if no one is present who can interpret, they must be silent in your church meeting and speak in tongues to God privately. Let two or three people prophesy and let the others evaluate what is said. But if someone is prophesying and another person receives a revelation from the Lord, the one who is speaking must stop. In this way, all who prophesy will have a turn to speak one after the other, so that everyone will learn and be encouraged. Remember that people who prophesy are in control of their spirit and can take turns, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the meetings of God's holy people. Women should be silent during the church meetings. It is not proper for them to speak. They should be submissive, just as the law says. If they have any questions, they should ask their husbands at home, for it is improper for women to speak in church meetings. Huh, that's interesting. Or do you think God's word originated with you, Corinthians? Are you the only ones to whom it was given? If you claim to be a prophet or think you are spiritual, you should recognize that what I am saying is a command from the Lord himself. But if you do not recognize this, you yourself will not be recognized. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and don't forbid speaking in tongues, but be sure that everything is done properly and in order. <clears throat> All right. So, what I received from this is uh, kind of in a nutshell. I mean, I highlighted a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Basically, he's saying, let's see, let's go back. Uh, spirit gives especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God since people won't be able to understand you. So what I understand from speaking in tongues is that, and he says it here, if somebody's speaking in tongues, um, it's... Uh, it's necessary for somebody to be able to interpret it, uh, especially in a church setting, because if there's nobody to interpret it, then you can't get the blessing of whatever God's trying to tell you, tell the congregation. So if you're just speaking in tongues, everybody's going to be looking at you like, I got, you know, I, have, I don't know what you're saying. Um, and so I think he's saying here too, it's kind of like uh, if somebody's speaking to you in a foreign language and you don't understand it, you know, I, like I don't understand. I speak English and I was foolish in my younger years to not learn another language. I begged my mother to learn Italian 
but for some reason, maybe she felt like she just didn't feel good about teaching. Maybe she felt she wasn't a good teacher. I don't know. But uh, so I never got to learn Italian. And so um, that I, I regret. But I also didn't take Spanish. I tried taking French. Uh, really difficult. Um, so um, somebody speaks to me in Spanish, or if I hear some stuff in Spanish, I can pick out some words. But in general, it's gibberish to me. So that, I think, is the same thing as speaking in tongues. If you don't have somebody to interpret it for you, you know, you don't get the blessing of what God's trying to tell you. Um, and I think that, again, it says, God is not a God of disorder, but of, of peace, and uh, as in all the meetings of God's holy people. Um, you know, God is a God of order. He did everything in an orderly fashion. He, you know, when he created the earth, there was a certain order. Uh, he created, uh, you know, the animals, and then he created Adam and Eve, and, and on, you know, the seventh day, he rested. Uh, he's a God of order. He does everything in a very orderly fashion, and he doesn't miss a beat. Um, so I think that's really pretty much it. I don't think there's really much more to this chapter um, than that, you know, uh, praying. If you're going to speak in tongues, I think he's saying, uh, you know, if you're going to speak in tongues and there's nobody there to interpret it, then you're really just praying straight to God and you should do it, I think, in private is what this is saying. Maybe. Uh, somebody has something different to say about that, I'm more than happy to hear it. You can uh, email me at Lorraine uh, at uh, leapoffaithpodcast.org. You can leave a comment on Facebook, and we are slowly getting these uh, podcasts up on YouTube. So hopefully uh, they are starting to pick up a little bit of momentum. So uh, as then that's it for today. So we've covered two chapters, uh, and we are up to speed. I will post this uh, ASAP uh, so that we are all on the same page and we get back to it. So tomorrow will be Chapter 15, Episode 30.0. So really exciting. We're winding down. Uh, we've got two more chapters left of 1 Corinthians, and uh, we're we're just moving right along. You know, slow and steady. We're uh, we're not rabbits. We're turtles, kind of creeping along. So so um, we are at that time where I will always give you the option and the opportunity uh, if you have not made a decision for Jesus. Uh, I will never let that moment pass. <clears throat> so uh, we will lead you, I will lead you in a prayer. Uh, it's not a magic prayer. It has to come from within. You have to accept Jesus into your heart. Uh, if it's something you've been considering and this is, uh, this is something you feel like you want to do, then, uh, then I encourage you to do that. If you're a believer, go ahead and say the prayer with because it's always good to um, reaffirm uh, your faith in Jesus. So, uh, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please, please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your one and only Son, Jesus Christ. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I receive him into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations, 
and welcome into the Brotherhood and Sisterhood of Christ. Uh, you are official now, uh, and you are promised eternal life through Jesus Christ. So uh, I'm so blessed. Uh, if you did uh, say that prayer today, mark it in your Bible, whatever date it is that you're getting to... Um, to do this with us and um, put the check mark next to your uh, cha two chapters that we read today. And again, I will show you that this is the Bible that we read from. Sorry, there's a little refre reflection there. And it's the New Living Translation. So you can read along without any, you know, you're not skipping a beat. And um, anyway, we encourage you, Jeremiah and I, uh, to get to a church or to a pastor. Uh, and uh, take the next steps. And uh, if you have questions, you can ask them uh, whatever questions you may have uh, about your new life. Get involved with the ministry uh, and uh, start a small group. Uh, you can use this podcast as a basis if you want to do the uh, Bible uh, study. So. <clears throat> so that's it for today. So thankful that you are able to join me whatever time it is, morning, noon, night. Uh, I'm blessed to be able to lead you in this um, Bible study, and uh, I pray you have a great day, and uh, God bless you all. Have a wonderful day, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.